0: You can find
1: out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, it's Anna. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourself. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide, 9 Steps to Love, Nourish, and Connect with Your Body to Create an Energized Life with a Happy Heart and Soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen, steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen, steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community.
0: Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Kombucha and Color. It's so lovely to have you as always and if you are tuning into the show for the first time then welcome to the show. Anna, how are you today?
1: I'm okay, thank you. i That's actually a lie. I've had a bit of a funny week because I've not been feeling so great in myself. There's a few reasons for that. So I always think how are you is such a loaded question Mm. and I'm never quite sure how to answer it because I'm thinking, oh, if I really answer this, I'm going to give this person so much more than what they bargained for. So I'll stop there. I'll just put a lid on it. Isn't that what we do? Always. Which is actually very interesting that you say that because one of the things we wanted to talk about today was the various kind of philosophies, I guess, surrounding the throat chakra, which is our yogic energetic center of self-expression. And more often than not, at least, you know, imbalances there result in us maybe not always speaking our truth.
0: Mm. It's so interesting. And before we got onto this chat, you know, Anna and I sometimes discuss what we're going to chat about before we come onto the show. And I said to her, you know, I've been teaching chakra stuff this week in class and we've been going through the chakra system and throat chakra is very dear to my heart. So let's talk about throat chakra and just give people an opportunity to Learn more a little bit about it and maybe how it's impacting their lives and whether you believe in the chakra system or not, doesn't really matter. You can still take the tools and the principles from it and see if it applies to you. So just as a broad overview, and I think we've got a previous episode that is talking about the chakra system in general that you can go and listen to if you want to dive deeper into that specifically. But as an overview, the chakra system are basically seven main energy zones within the body. And there's loads and loads of different chakras in the body. There's 72,000 different energy channels or even more that's kind of map all over the body in and out and through and around. And every single time one of these energy channels cross one another, it creates something called a chakra and where there are many, many of these chakras crossing each other at the same place or many of these energy channels crossing at the same place, that's where we have these big, enlarged zones of energy in the body. It's like an intersection. Mm, intersection. So A busy intersection. Yeah. If that sounds a bit woo-woo, another way that I was told to think about it is that it's just a place in the body where there's lots of stuff going on. There's lots of neurological activity. There's lots of glandular activity, or there's lots of sensory feedback. But yeah, lots of interesting stuff going on at the body. So the seven zones are the feet and pelvic floor, the bowl of the pelvis, the navel solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the eyebrow center and the crown of the head. And I think actually in some yogic traditions, they actually have an eighth chakra as well, which is kind of above the head and around the body a little bit. So if you're interested in that specifically, you can dive into that chakra episode. We'll put the link to that in the show notes of what episode it is.
1: Before we go into all of this, I also just wanted to say that the throat chakra, one of the kind of demons, as they often refer to, the throat chakra is lies and telling lies. So Shail, I was wondering if you just wanted to share the lie that you told (laughs) before we started recording.
0: (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, I probably need to get it off my chest. This is going to help. So when we sat down to record the podcast, I just got in from a private yoga session that I have before coming to do the podcasting, got into my chair and then the doorbell rang. So I was like, oh gosh, I've you know I've really been five minutes late because my train was delayed and I messaged and I'm going to be late. And I sat down and then the doorbell goes. So I go downstairs and there's a lady, her name's Jenny. And I open the door and she says, hello, it's Jenny here. And I just want to ask you, the sorts of people have this real struggle with harmonizing their relationship to God and with all the horrible things that are going on in the world. Like, do you believe that God is out there and caring for us? So I was standing at the door and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And then she started pulling out her pamphlets and going, how do you practice your religion? How do you keep it? And, and I was just like, sorry, Jenny, I've actually got a call that I'm going to get to. And then I don't know why, after, which is the truth. Like I did have Anna waiting on Zoom for us to record this podcast. And then I just added in this extra thing of, it's an international call and it's in a different time zone.
1: The Bournemouth time zone.
0: <laughs> the Bournemouth time zone. I have no idea why that random little extra added information added onto that. It's like it wasn't enough just for me to say, you know what, I'm actually just I've got a call now, which was actually the truth. Like usually I would probably just if I didn't want to chat to someone like that, I just actually also make up something that said, I've got to excuse myself from this conversation that I don't really have time for right now on my in this moment. But yeah, interesting little thing of how we have to justify or how we have to add on things when we don't feel able to let somebody else down, I guess. That is the thing of how am I letting this person down easy? Yeah. So that was my little lie that I shared this morning. (laughs) little white lie. I have no idea why. So yeah, that's me. But it also comes through omission as well. It's like the things that we don't say is what builds up is kind of a lie to ourselves. And that's really where my big takeaway of the throat chakra has been is that well, actually, let me just back up a little bit. I've shared. This Sorry, st- I threw you off there by making you share your lie. Yeah, <laughs> you threw me out of the bus there with my lie. <laughs> but the throat chakra has been very interesting for me because before I got into chakras and into this energy work and understanding it a little bit deeper, I had a friend Lulu who we've interviewed on the podcast. One of the earlier episodes we had her on the show, and she had said to me. She had been selling these necklaces, and the chakras all have a different symbol that are connected to them, and they're represented by a different symbol. This is before I'd seen the symbols, before I knew what they were, and she just laid out these necklaces in front of me, and she said, why don't you just pick one of these that you are drawn to? So I picked one, and it happened to be the throat chakra, and okay well I'll wear this necklace and put it on and everything and a few months later I went to Colleen who's our energy healer who also has been on the show and she did a session with me and she said oh you've got a very blocked throat chakra I was like oh this is weird because this is the thing that I have picked and this is the thing that Colleen's told me then I went on online and I did a few of these online tests that you can do kind of test which chakras blocked and did these little online tests. And I came back with throat chakra blocked. And I was like, wow, this is weird. Like all these signs are pointing to the same thing. So anyway, I wore this necklace for a couple of months. And if I reflect back on it, at that stage of my life, it was me coming out of a very destructive relationship. And in that relationship, I never felt safe or never felt confident or comfortable to voice truly what was on my heart, from little things to big things. And I, receded very much into myself and to simple things like not even being able to decide what I wanted to eat was like a huge thing to what restaurant to go. I was always waiting for him to decide and him to say what he wanted to do. And then I'll just follow along because it was just a very, it was an egocentric relationship from him. And me being an empath was just like this Cocktail for disaster with like this narcissist and empath relationship, and it's actually a thing that I've been looking into. It's a very common relationship pattern that ends up happening, and most empaths have had at least one of those, yeah, narcissistic relationships in their life. I know I certainly have. Yeah, and it was extreme. It was like really, really heavy. And yeah, like if I reflect back on that, like I really had no access to my voice, had no access to be able to speak up for myself, no access to be able to say no, no access to be able to really set boundaries in any healthy way. And so I can completely resonate with how that was just so out of balance for me. And I had this experience of wearing this necklace, not really thinking too much of it, like, oh, this is a bit of rubbish. I'm a bit skeptical of the whole thing. And at that stage, when I was doing graphic design work, I had someone who was within who I was working with. And we had kind of gone over and above things that had already, already been agreed on within our contract. And I was just being asked to do all this extra work on top of what we had already agreed. And I, suddenly, I felt to myself, I said, you know, I've actually got to say something that I can't just keep doing all this work, add it on, add it on, add it on. So I sat down and this took probably about three weeks of me going backwards and forwards to Warren. And should I say this? I don't know if I don't feel comfortable. And Warren's like, you know, do it, do it, do it. And I sat down and composed this email of, look, I'm so happy to help you. And I really, really want to help you. But we've going over and above what we agreed. And so I'm going to have to charge you a little bit extra based on the work and extra hours that I'm now putting into this project for you. And I sent that email off and I was like shaking and trembling because like I was not in my power at all. Like this is pre teacher training, pre-yoga, pre-all of that. And I was like, wow, this throat chakra thing must be working. And as I was like reflecting on this, I put my hand up to my chest to try and feel if this like throat chakra thing was like working. And as I put my hand up to try and feel where this necklace was, it broke off and landed in my hand. And I was like, what? <laughs> what?" And so it was like this powerful affirmation from the external that like there's something in this whether you believe it or not like that synchronistic yeah for me it was just like undeniable that those two incidences were correlated and it was in that exact timing that it needed to happen and it's almost like the skeptic in me is so big that the external forces or whatever had to have some very very clear signal that you can trust this like there's no other way that this is going to be connected so Yeah. And it's about trying to get back into your power, which is the navel chakra, which is the Manipura chakra, the fire center inside the core of the body so that you can access your ability to voice your truth and really speak honestly and authentically what's on your heart. And I think as women and as people in general, we don't voice enough how we're really feeling. So, And it starts with this conditioning of how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Mm. No, really like you're not really fine it's like there's a whole lot of shit storm that you're moving through but you push it down and the voice that comes out is I'm fine which is a complete lie <laughs> and like you know this like incongruence with what we're saying and what we're feeling and it creates this separation between body and soul and I've been thinking about like where did this come from and how does it start and for me if I think of like how we learn languages we learn these sort of patterns of language, like I learned, like, you know, Afrikaans, you learn this as a phrase, as how to respond to that question, not the vocabulary or the honesty to be able to say the things that you really Mm -hmm. are feeling. Like you just learn that that's the response. It's like, you know, what's the color of the sky? Blue. How are you? Fine. It's like you learn that as a response rather than like, Is this the response? I don't know. Where do you think it comes from? Well, I think we're potentially
1: taking the lid off the box when it comes (laughs) to all of this throat chakra stuff because I think there is so much rooted in it. And I think you did a little overview of the chakra system at the very beginning, and it's really important to understand that these chakras don't exist in isolation. It's a network of energy that is connected. And therefore, an imbalance in one chakra can also be impacted by imbalances in our other chakras. And if we work from the root up, in order for us to express ourselves, we want to feel safe. We want to have certainty. We want to have the safety, the certainty, the sense of self that I'm okay. I'm voicing my truth or speaking up for myself is not going to put me in a situation that I will not be able to handle that will threaten my sense of safety. And sure, speaking up can be uncomfortable at times. It can be challenging at times. But when we've got, as you said already, like the power and the confidence and the sense of self from that fire chakra, we can withstand that discomfort. But then the other piece is also the sacral chakra and our connection to our body, which we've talked about so much on the show so many times, but to be able to feel the body and connect with the body. So we actually even know what we want to express, like how are we feeling? And then that self-worth that maybe comes through the heart as well, that like we have to feel worthy of having an opinion worthy of being heard and that we matter, that our opinion and our voice actually matters. And so it's not just about language is part of it and how we are unconsciously conditioned maybe to respond to things in a certain way, but I think it comes back to this whole connection to self and this whole consciousness and how we are balanced in our grounding, in our ability to feel and our emotional what is the word? Uh, (laughs) Well-being. Not emotional well-being, emotional literacy, ability to literate like what we're feeling the power and the sense of self to just speak up and then that trust and that opening through the heart to want to express.
0: Mm. It's definitely, yeah. For me also, the heart is very much connected to the sense of trust. So when you hear something that you feel you need to say, do you trust yourself enough to say it? And do you trust the people that you're with that they can hold that space? And I think that that's why, you know, having these relationships that are really nourishing and supportive is so important. And for me for example like this woman who's downstairs who's a complete stranger my feeling is that oh maybe she might feel offended if i am suddenly just withdrawing myself and having giving no real valid excuse whereas if it's somebody that there is a lot of trust and that comes with time and that comes with being able to move and grow and develop then i can say that one simple sentence i have to go now without even like needing any other further qualifying statements because there's trust between us. There's trust within that relationship that I don't need to layer on something else in order to protect somebody else's feelings. And I think that comes with the ability to, you know, empaths are people that are absorbing other people's stuff all the time. And especially if you are in relationships or, you know, people who are empaths, you want to do everything that you can so that you're protecting them so that they're not absorbing all these yucky feelings. Whereas when people can take ownership of their own emotions and separate their stuff from somebody else's stuff, they're so much more in a grounded position so that they can hear those things and it's not affecting them. And everybody can then just speak honestly, openly, authentically so that there can be progress, there can be change, there can be growth rather than just like speaking your truth. And then suddenly that just affects somebody in such a negative way. And it's like absorbed into them and it's just causing a whole lot of other ramifications and effects and things that can lead from that. Each week we
1: get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring and helping hundreds of women and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shea, or Kombucha and Color will send you a wonderful, restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat Guide and Shea's Yoga Guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over a hundred pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28-day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed, tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore Nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore Color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. It's very interesting because one of the things that I have observed through the work that I've done over the past few years coaching women is that we just collectively i think as a society are not equipped with the tools to communicate effectively we learn language in school as you say Huranda, and yo but we don't learn like really high quality effective communication skills and you know i also believe communication has come through the heart as well and so a lot of the work that I've done with clients is actually first of all helping them to like work out what the hell is going on and giving them clarity in terms of what their actually feeling and what needs to be expressed but then giving them those communication tools to actually have those tough conversations in the most loving and wholehearted way nobody teaches you that like how do you know otherwise
0: and do you have a tool that you could share with us
1: I can do in a second. Yeah. Well, there's one which is called that I use, which is called the reality bridge, because very often when there's a misunderstanding or something needs to be vocalized, it's because your model of the world is different to someone else's model of the world. And we need to bridge the two so that the communication can be whole. And anyway, so there's the specific script which I share with my clients, but I'll share the first bit of it because I think it's very powerful is the very first thing is to ask for help. Because if I go to you, Shay, and I say to you, I need to talk to you about something, it's like, ah, what have I done wrong? Or I haven't done anything wrong. We're like, you know, And then you start to get all defensive. And so the very, very first line of the script is, I need your help. Because if I say to you, Shay, I need your help... You're open, you're receptive, because we as human beings, naturally, we have that human need for contribution. We want to contribute. We want to help others. It's inbuilt into our wiring. So I need your help takes the barriers down and softens. And then the second piece, which actually echoes some of the Brene Brown, the things she talks about in her books, is when you do this, I make it mean. And so the story, not the story, but what Brene Brown said is the story I'm creating is Mm -hmm. or the story I'm telling myself is. So it's a very similar way of saying the same thing, but in a way this allows it to be very specific about this is the behavior, this is what I'm making it mean. And then the person needs to know like, what are they feeling and what is actually the trigger? So it requires some reflection in advance. And then the next piece is, but I know that's not true because I know who you are. And that's really important because it's like, it's buying into this belief system that people are not their behaviors. Behaviors are just an expression. They're either a cry for help or they're a loving response. And so when you use that line, I know that's not true because I know who you are. The person you're communicating with feels seen for who they are at their core, who they are at their essence, not just some behavior that they created because of whatever emotional state they're in. So then if it goes on, there's a few other pieces to the script, but I guess those are more specific for the specific situation at hand and what that person needs to ask for. But it's a very effective tool, but nobody's going to just know that Mm -hmm. (laughs) unless they're like coached and they take the time to reflect and they can feel their body and they can work out the meanings and the triggers. And it's a lot to take on if it's something that you're not practicing. Mm -hmm. And so what the default is, is that we don't speak up. We don't speak up for ourselves. We don't ask for what we need. We don't assert ourselves in situations where necessary because we fear the consequences. And so it's easier just to keep quiet. And I was actually having a conversation with a client yesterday who was in the situation where she needed to speak up. And We talked a little bit about it and the consequences of not speaking up and the consequences of speaking up because everything is obviously pain versus pleasure. And what it basically came down to is if you don't speak up, Your behavior will speak for you. And maybe it's going to start to communicate something that you don't actually want to be communicating to the people that you care about or the people that you want to maintain healthy relationships with. So I think what's really important to understand is with this throat chakra and speaking up, we have to understand that it's not only through our voice that we communicate, it's through our behaviors as well. And failing to use our voice in a healthy way can start to result in behaviors which are actually even potentially destructive or create poor health in our lives like we kind of touched on when we talked about when the body says no
0: Mm. and you know it's so interesting the first thing that came to my mind when you said that first opening bit is I need help to me that straight away I was like sure that's vulnerability in action Mm. and then you went on to talk about Brennan Brown I was like oh yes yeah that's (laughs) like you know but it's that feeling of like I need help it's like it puts you not at the top being like oh I've got to control everything everything's together and I'm like, I'm the one and you're the one who's making the mistake and I'm up here and you're down there. It's like you're putting yourself right down at the bottom and going, I actually, I'm not in a victim mentality, but like completely disarming yourself of like the ego, disarming yourself of the Mm. need to be in a higher place or whatever it is. And you're just really putting all your cards on the table. And that creates that sense of opening. And when you're in that open receptive state, you can really have a conversation that's heart to heart. And it's not with all these boundaries, all this other stuff. And what you were saying about, I know that's not you, that's that recognition of, you're seeing that person for the love that they are inside. And that's such a beautiful way to be able to communicate with someone because that is the truth of who we all are. So... Yeah, I love that. We all love. We all love. (laughs) Same thing, it comes back to again and again.
1: And I think so, like we talked about from the base of the chakra system up, like feeling the safety, being able to feel the body, having the power, the sense of self, and then the trust and the heart open and then speaking. But also remembering that energy travels down as well as up. So sometimes even if we're feeling all this like angst and fear inside, sometimes just the expression, like using those words, those language patterns, like in just saying, I need help, it can actually just soften the physiology that maybe isn't necessarily always there in the first place. So using the voice to change the body and we can also use the body to change the voice.
0: Mm. Well, another way that I like to look at that is that let's say you've got something that's really like something that's sitting on your heart that you just feel like you really need to express, but it could be something at work. It could be in a relationship. It could be a friendship, whatever it is, but it's really sitting on your heart. And it might even feel like it's literally physically weighing you down. Like it's sitting so heavy on your chest. And that then is like a little bit of a block in energy as you can't get energy down past that center of your heart because it's just blocked because there's this heavy thing that's sitting there. So you don't feel that you can trust the world. You don't feel in your power. You don't feel that you can connect to your body. You don't feel safe. But then having that ability to voice, to speak up what's on your heart, it's like taking that heavy boulder that's been sitting on your chest and speaking it out is physically getting it off your chest. I mean, that phrase exists for a reason. It's like getting it off your chest. Suddenly it's like an exhale breath and the body feels lighter, feels more open. And then, oh, that current can run down again. And it's like, oh yes, I feel myself in my body. I feel safe to be here. So Mm. It definitely goes both ways.
1: And that's actually where coaching or just having someone to talk to can be so powerful because I remember a few years ago now, I attended a body image workshop in London with a lady called Deborah something. I can't remember her surname. But Deborah anyways. something,
0: look her up. <laughs>
1: anyway, she was, she's a, she was really, really great. Like she was one of those people where she talks and you just hang on to every word she said. And so one of the little sayings I got or took away from that workshop is, The secret to shame is to share and so that's Brene as well yeah and this was probably even before some of those Brene Brown books came out (gasps) maybe Brene Brene stole it no I think (laughs) I think Brene's just like brought the research to the public which I think is an amazing thing Mm. but just to back up there a little bit is shame is the shadow of our fire chakra which is our identity our sense of self our confidence our power and so when we carry shame it's because we have a belief about who we are so it's the the difference between feeling guilty because we did something, like I feel bad because I did a thing versus I feel bad because I am a thing, whatever that may be. And so the secret to releasing shame is to share it with someone. And that means it's got to come out of your mouth and has to leave your body. And there's also, you know, you want to make sure you can't just go and start telling people anything because that Mm -hmm. can also be unsafe and unhelpful, Mm -hmm. but telling the right person in a safe environment. And yes, there will be vulnerability and there may be a little bit of fear. But when you have someone to hold space for you just to express your truth and release it, it can be very, very powerful and very important in terms of building self-worth.
0: Mm-hmm. And in that healing process, you know, we all need that healing because we carry so much of this shit all around all the time. For years and years of our lives without even realizing. It. We just yeah. keep layering it on, <laughs> <just> <laughs> layering it on every day. We layer a little more. Yeah, it's so true. And it, yeah, you need to have the these containers where you can have appropriate communication and you know an excess of energy at the throat chakra that is somebody who just like you'll meet them for the first time and suddenly everything comes out and it's kind of like this download of stuff and it's like whoa like you know there's a little bit too much here and it's about creating those boundaries like energy works best when there's boundaries that can bounce up against like it creates a container Mm -hmm. for it so yeah. I was going to say on that note of like
1: the over-talking, which is an excessive throat chakra, I often experience that when I meet new clients for the first time. Just to explain a little bit about how my business works is that before I work with anyone in my Grounded Goddess group program or in my one-on-one coaching, we have a preliminary call where we're both kind of I guess, testing each other out and seeing if the relationship is good. And that's also an opportunity for me to find out a little bit more about them so that I know if this is in my wheelhouse, I can help you. And often because I'm quite a good listener, which is maybe a testimony to not actually putting boundaries in place and using my own throat chakra, I will just get this brain, like this dump, like if I don't interrupt, someone can often talk to me for like 15 or 20 minutes, like nonstop, just monologue. But I also think it's a testament to the healing that is required because there's so much going on, very often so much that they've been holding on to not knowing who or what to turn to. And then they finally get someone who maybe will understand and listen to them and hold that space and it's just like whoosh. That energy is out, and then they'll be. Oh, I feel so much better just after talking to you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know exactly why that is. Because I'm amazing, but mm. not really. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. because you've had this opportunity to release some of that energy. But you know, ideally, you want to get to this place where that doesn't have to happen all the time for you to feel good. Where you start to be able to work with yourself and your body and express when it's appropriate, and also be quiet when it's appropriate as well. Because sometimes we need. That balance of both, we need these moments of silence, just not to express, and, and just to really contain that energy and hold it and channel it somewhere instead of just spewing it out.
0: Mm, interesting, and I want to touch on that as well with the connection to the body. I've been seeing a woman who's postnatal with a quite a hypotonic pelvic floor, and so we've been doing a bit of yoga to release the body to release the system like there's just a lot going on and we did a bit of yoga and she was staying with her breath and all the stuff and at the towards the end of the session I gave her a pelvic floor release exercise with the tennis ball I'm just sitting on a tennis ball and kind of like very gently just going into releasing those maybe trigger points that are holding so much tension and it was so interesting to me as I asked her to do this trigger point release suddenly just like talking 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 talking, <laughs> talking and I was like wow this is like either like she doesn't feel like this is like, I don't know what it was, but it just also like this, like a gush of like words that just started coming out and maybe that energy just needs to release somewhere. Or it's a feeling of like, sure, this is like a discomfort and I want to distract myself from this. Like just a very interesting, the mind body connection is like massive. Mm. And the more work I do, the more aware of this as energy work and how this is moving is just like blows my mind, to be honest. It's so interesting when you become aware of it and then you can
1: observe these little behaviors happening. I also remember being on a retreat with a yoga teacher that I practiced with and we were doing some psoas release. So the psoas are like the D pip flexors and it's often said that they can hold on to a lot of pain and trauma energy and things like that. And we were doing this little workshop, releasing these psoas muscles. And some of the students in the class were like, they got all like silly and giggly and they were like cackling and screaming and laughing and making a noise. And there's this part of you that wants to go, that's like really disruptive. We're doing yoga here. And why are you behaving like that? But then it's also just understanding that that was probably just them releasing stuff, whatever it was for them, it was their modality, their way to release or distract.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Release or distract. Yeah. The thing with the psoas, which is so interesting is that the psoas, one of the insertion points of the psoas is right at the lumbar spine, which is the same place where the diaphragm is. So where the diaphragm is, is where we hold a lot of emotion because emotion is carried through the breath. Because if you think about voicing or voicing your breath is emotion. So you can think of, ah, or, or, you know there's a moan and is laughing which is also a voiced emotion <laughs> But if you laugh, that diaphragm is contracting. It's creating, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And it's creating this stimulus there at the diaphragm. And that is so close where the psoas starts. And, you know, that's part of why we carry so much trauma and stuff at the psoas, which is, you know, hip openers and all that kind of thing, which can help to release that emotion, that stuff through the body. So perhaps it is like, you know, trapped laughter or trapped grief or trapped whatever. But that's just interesting, that mind-body connection of that psoas release. Really. So now I think we have variable diarrhea on everybody. (laughs) <laughs> release some energy through our throat chakra yeah so the imbalances of the throat chakra and the things that can cause dis-ease from the throat lies chakras, lies yeah but the thyroid gland is what you know the throat mm. chakras governs the thyroid gland so imbalances there can be any thyroid issues anything going on with the neck and shoulders that feels like tight or tense that can be an area and any dental stuff that's going on and heaven knows like every single dental thing i've had like it is <laughs> It is massive. I wanted to comment actually on the thyroid piece,
1: because when I do a functional medicine consultation with my clients, we will do a timeline of their life. And I'm asking them about health things that have happened, you know, from prenatally all the way through until current. But I'm also looking at the sort of behavioral patterns, the personality traits, the stresses, you know, pretty much just really building like a very, very solid picture of this person and what they have encountered in their life. And I very, very often notice with my clients who are experiencing thyroid issues, you know, very often it's Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune thyroid condition where the immune system starts to attack the thyroid gland that they have either come from you know a childhood where their self-expression was repressed or they are in a situation currently or have previously been in a situation where, you know, for example, perhaps at work where they haven't voiced, haven't been able to use their voice or they've had a very dominating or controlling manager or, you know, bullying at work, you know, those types of patterns. And it was something that also came up in when the body says no about this idea of autoimmunity because autoimmunity is the inability of the immune system to distinguish self from non-self, which means there's loss of boundary.
0: Mm, so and that is the empath's problem, isn't
1: it? Loss of boundary. Yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, who knows, you know, but I just think that all this stuff fascinates me. And, it's, and this is why I love the work that I do, because it's not just drawing on the physical, it's bringing all these other things into this picture of health, because we
0: are just not one way. We are many different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So powerful. I had something that I was going to say, but then you sidetracked me with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ooh, wow, shiny like, objects.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was really profound as well too bad (laughs) yeah exactly we're body mind we're soul we're all of these things all wrapped into this physical body and it's you know how all these different diseases and things that present can be a cause and symptom of something else oh that was what I was gonna say is that piece of self-expression is such an important component and maybe it doesn't feel comfortable to actually do your voice so this week in your classes I've been doing a lot of chanting and I have some ladies who are a little bit newer and it's like the chanting is just like so foreign and so overwhelming and it's like laughing exactly that expression of like this laughter and I'm like just be with this like sit with this like observe why it feels uncomfortable for you to voice like not asking you to do anything crazy it's just literally some sounds out your mouth and sometimes that can be too much but if you feel like you want to activate throat chakra a good way is to sing in the shower In the car. In the car, tune it up, get loud. See if you can voice your breath. And just even if that feels too uncomfortable, find a way of self-expression. And this is why I think that the creativity piece is so important because that is an element of self-expression. Whether it is through the voice, yes, throat chakra is predominantly with the voice, but it is about how you express yourself. And as you said before, it's like that expression can come through behaviors, it can come through you know emotions, it can come through a whole lot of different things, but find a way to physically self-express yourself, which I think is so important. and We don't slow down enough to make time for that in our lives. And it's so necessary and so vital.
1: Mm -hmm. And the other thing I was going to say as well is that if the chanting or singing is too much, even humming is a nice way. And there's a breath that we sometimes teach in yoga, which is Brahmari breath, which is the humming bee breath where you make the sound of like a humming bee. And and that's just a really nice thing to do. And I actually went to another teacher's class a couple of weeks ago and we did all of this, like we would go, ha, ha, ha. And which also try and go ha, 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 and not use your solar plexus and diaphragm and doing these like arm movements and making these noises. And then we did the Bramari breath. And I just felt great after that class, because if you really get into it, you can feel the energy shift in your body and you're like, whoa, there's definitely something in all of this.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. So I guess the question for people listening is, is there anything in your life right now where you are not sharing your full truth or you're not expressing yourself as honestly and openly as you could be and is there any place where you need to speak up for yourself a little bit more and I think that's something that maybe you can reflect on or journal on and yeah just settle into that and see what comes because we are our biggest source of intuition and knowledge like we know our own wisdom we know what we need to do and just sometimes there's too much mind clutter that's clogging it up. So find a place where you can come into stillness, where you can shut down the eyes, you can turn inwards, you can get still, be quiet and just listen for what comes up. Because the other part of this throat chakra is not just our ability to talk, but it's also our ability to listen. So it's that balance between the hearing and the receiving. So it's about just slowing down, tuning inwards and reflecting on some of these questions. And perhaps there is something that needs to be voiced. And it may not be something from this week or this day, but it could be something from three months ago or a year ago, or even from your childhood that you haven't actually really gotten off your chest. And maybe it doesn't have to go to the people that are directly involved with that circumstance or with that experience, but maybe it's just about stepping into your power and being able to voice it to a person, a coach, a yoga teacher, someone that you are working with that there's trust there that you've got that container that you can feel comfortable to voice it to them because I think that's really powerful for us to be able to heal and to move through
1: it. I think we all need... As well as the body, yeah. Yeah, I think we all need someone who can hold that space for us even if we have to pay them. Like, going to a counselor or a therapist. Even more so in that case, you're getting more value because those people are really trained to hold space in a way that that can be helpful for you. Something you touched on last week was the spiritual bypass. And just because we have this awareness to sort of witness and rise above and organize our thoughts and change our thinking can sometimes be a bit of a double edged sword because I think I've probably found myself in a situation in the past where I've silenced myself trying to be the Spiritual, better person or rise above. And
0: sometimes we just need the outlet to really say what's on our heart. Mm, totally, totally. That's a very important piece. So step into your power and voice what's on your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Also, if you know that you're
1: maybe the type of person who struggles with silence or maybe is a bit of a chatterbox or over talker, maybe even just challenging yourself to. Go a little bit more quiet and listen a bit more or even just sit in silence for a bit in your home and just do something that isn't your normal tendency just to see what it brings up for you because we know that outside of our comfort zone is the magic and the growth.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, anything else you want to voice? (laughs) No, I'm good. I'm good now.
1: Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Now go speak your truth. Yes. I'll see you again next week. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode
0: of Kombucha in Colour. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shea Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram.
1: You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always
0: refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Hi, it's Shay here. Take a moment right now to reflect on how you measure a successful day for yourself. For a long time, I measured the success of my day based on the number of Instagram likes or followers I gained, the money I made, or the amount of love or praise I received. Whilst these are wonderful things to desire, Using them as a metric of success left me feeling really depleted. It was only after some honest soul-searching that I've truly shifted my metrics so that now I define my success on whether I'm able to answer yes to the following three questions. Have I moved my body today? Have I breathed or sat in stillness today? Have I created something today? Move, breathe, create. When I focus on these as measures of a successful day, I am able to really slow down, get out of the busyness of my head, back into my body, and manifest things from a really authentic place. What's even crazier is that when I focus on these three things, all the other shiny pennies, the money, the praise, the followers, the likes, they all flow into my life with such ease as a result of me being in an energized, calm, creative, and aligned state it's completely changed my outlook on life and it's made me a much happier person. I really want to share all my tools with you so that you too can manifest the things you want in your life from this energized, calm, creative and aligned state and feel really happy whilst doing it. Come and join me at movebreathecreate.com where you will find ways to energize your body and calm your mind along with creative tutorials and techniques to get you into that creative, manifesting state. Most Yoga Studio Monthly memberships cost upwards of £100 a month. And you can join me over at movebreathecreate.com, where you can find not only yoga practices and tutorials, but also workbook downloads, community, meditations, soul work, journal ideas, creative prompts, and inspiration, all for less than £10 a month. It's like your own personal yoga retreat space. Come connect back to your body, mind, and soul with me at movebreathecreate.com. I look forward to seeing you inside of the community.